Champaign County. It's Father Brian O'Brien. Uh, you have tuned in to what is going to be the best, besides going to Mass and going to confession, <laughs> the best half hour of your week. It's Pastors of Pain. We're a radio show. We're a podcast. We're coming to you from Stillwater Radio. I'm joined by... There he is. Hey, happy birthday. So uh, what day is this? I have no idea. It's the fifth week of ordinary time. The fifth week of ordinary time. What an incredible season. Almost Lent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy. Don't talk like that. You're not allowed to use four-letter words on the radio. (laughs) Come on. Whoa. That Lent? Everybody's afraid of Lent. Shut your Lent. Shut your Lent. (laughs) Uh, We're... This is Pastors it of just Pain. Clicked. We uh, we're we're coming to you, and we're and we're excited. Uh, I just recently was looking. I was looking up our stats, Father Kerry. Yes. Uh, can you guess which which what is our most most downloaded episode in in uh, pain in Pastors of Pain history? Well, I, let, let me guess. We've Maybe our introduction like one, the very 80, first one. No, no, no uh, nobody, nobody cares um, about that. One. Uh, let's go. Maybe one on prayer. No. No, really? No. Okay, I'm going to go with it the Eucharist. Recent. It the was recent. No, it Eucharist? Was recent. No. It was the why are, what annoying things that priests do. Oh, stop. Really? People love that? I don't know if they loved it. They didn't <laughs> it. Maybe because it had a provocative title. <laughs> annoying things. Maybe we should have more provocative titles. <laughs> well, uh, that, could, that yeah, could be. Well, it's not provocative. It's the truth. It is the truth. Priests are annoying. <laughs> Uh, so we are, uh, we're in ordinary time. So Christmas has passed. We've had several weeks of ordinary time, but coming up soon, coming up very soon, coming up Wednesday, February 26th, we begin the season of Lent. No way. If you're not familiar, Lent is spelled L-E-N-T. And I looked it up, and here's what this uh, what is what is this website? It says, Lent is from the Anglo-Saxon word lengthen, which means spring. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? You know what? So I made the mention of this. Spring's coming too. Okay, nice. so a couple thing, a couple things about Lent. Lent tell is me. well, no, I mean just the word. Oh. Um, it, and I found another translation of it that in an etymology book. That said, it was to leadeth. Oh, like Jesus is led out into the desert. Oh, all right. So most people, actually, most Catholics. I did a little survey of my college students this past weekend, and I told them Lent was coming up, and I said, "Raise your hand if you've been Catholic more than two days." Whole place goes up, except a few people that are just curious visitors to St. John at the corner of Miller and Knobloch. And then I, I said. How many of you all know what the word Lent means? And no one raised their hand. I even offered $50 to anybody who could tell me. Bucks. I did. I did not have $50 in my pocket, but I'm I'm in debt to no one. I was positive that no one knew what the word Lent means. Because, you ready? 44 years of Catholic, I just found out two weeks ago what the word Lent means. Oh, I mean, wow. it's easy in other languages. It's quaresma. Yeah. It's the 40 days. Right. But in English, we say Lent. Lent. Well, so what does it mean? It means, uh, it, it, well, there's a translation that means springtime. Yes. Like yep. the lengthening of days, like yes, the days get yes. longer. And, and, I like that. And, uh, I don't know. I can't find where I found it in this etymology book about um, English language that it means also to like 
leadeth. Lengthen, nice. leadeth. Yeah. Yeah. So, because Jesus is led out into the desert. Uh, so Lent, Lent, is, Lent is, short, short, short summary here. Lent is a period of time from Ash Wednesday until uh, the, the three most important days of the year that we call the Sacred Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, leading into Easter Sunday. Um, it's a period of, of, of prayer and penance, prayer, almsgiving, fasting, as we prepare for the resurrection right. of Jesus, which happens on Easter. So uh, we, 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 we thought we might just go through, like, what are the major questions that people might have about Lent? So we put it out on Facebook a little bit. We came up with what we thought would be, um, you know, the key ones. So what, what, do, what do most people know about Lent? People associate Lent with 40 days. People associate Lent ashes. with ashes. People associate Lent with, with purple. No, f- no meat on Fridays. People, yeah, no meat on Fridays. So, so we should. I think we start with probably the biggest question that's on people's minds, and that is: Is alligator? Does that count as? <laughs> does that count as meat? What about beaver? Or what was the other one that someplace in St. Louis was serving? Uh, Woodchuck, marmot, yeah, things from the otter, water, otters. otters. Yeah, like okay, they're, they're in the water, but. But they don't have gills. Okay, if you're debating this, you're not celebrating Lent. Like, like what? you're probably a pagan if Shout you're Shout out like, to my brother Marty, who asked on Facebook if alligator is considered a fish. I, I, like, if you're debating that, if it's like, well, you know what? Lent's really tough, and I only got to fast on Fridays where I don't eat meat. Oh, but what about alligator or beaver or marmot or... Yeah, there is, uh, I think like, Lent, Lent is probably can, can be a, a time of great spiritual renewal. Or it can be a time when we like become absolute minimalists, not in a not in a good way, not in a reducing the stuff <laughs> you own, but like what is the least amount of things I need to do in order to follow these rules, uh-huh. which is not a way to live. It's it's actually a pretty terrible that way. I hashtag to live. so a lot of times repeat. yeah when we when we get to Lynn and people say like oh it's Lynn now I can't eat you know I can't eat meat on Fridays. Well, number one. Uh, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Uh, and I guess uh, I said number one, so I should have a, no- a point number two, but I don't. So I'm just going to stop there. Okay. So the first of all, so what we're talking about in our discussion on Lent right now is why is it 40 days? Let's Ooh, start there. Okay. Let's start. Let's start okay. with alligator. One. Why 40 days? Okay. Then we got to get back to the alligator question. Okay. We'll come back to that. People and and marmot. People are super into that. Okay. Um, okay, so forty is a, is a, a very biblical number. Go tell me where. Uh, so let's see. Let me see if I can do this. Uh, we got we got Noah, where it rained for for forty days and forty okay, nights. I'll give you that one. We've got uh, Jesus in the desert mm-hmm. for forty days, okay. and forty nights. And who else? Uh, what am I missing? Mo- what about Moses? Oh, Moses! Come yeah, on, yeah, are yeah. you kidding? That me? was forty years. Forty years. Forty yeah. years in the desert. Yeah, forty years in the desert, wandering. Before they got to the promised land. Uh-huh. See what we did there? Promised land, Easter, resurrection. Oh. Boom. Um, so yeah, 40 is a, is a very important day. But it, but but there's a, a dilemma that comes up every year, and that is the, the, the number of days between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday is it's not, it's not 40. Okay, how many is it? What's the, what's the deal there? So it's typically like 46. <laughs> it is? Yeah. Okay, right? so what days don't count? So... 
Why is, yeah, why do we say it's the 40 days of Lent? Why not the 46 days of Lent? Okay. So there's a couple ways to look at it. Number one is biblically, like 46 has no significance. <laughs> 40 does. Yeah. But then the other way to look at it, uh, you know, there's there's some people who I think would make the claim that Sundays in Lent don't count. Well, that, like, you take a little break on the Sundays of Lent. That is not true. Okay. Okay. Should we say to them that Sundays during Lent are, as the rest of the liturgical year, miniature Easter's? Yeah, so instead yes of saying no. instead of saying they don't count, right? Uh, we're this is a day where we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. So what? Why the bridegroom is with us? We don't fast. So every every Sunday is a little Lent, but a little Easter. Th- uh, sorry, excuse me. Oh boy, oh boy, I quit. Uh, a little Easter. So, but the Sundays of Lent are part of Lent because we actually call them like. This is the first Sunday, Sunday of, of Lent. Lent. We don't say it's like first Sunday of something else. It's Lent. But it's also important to acknowledge that it also is a Sunday. And so, the age-old question, I'm giving up. Don't say soda or chocolate because I'm giving I'll up soda and chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Why do you got to steal my thunder, man? I was just about to tell everyone that I'm giving up soda and chocolate. <laughs> and profanity. Giving up soda, chocolate. I'm giving... Cho- I'm giving a- and chocolate soda. <laughs> and cho- chocolate soda. <laughs> um, you know, does do do we can we can we have the things we've given up on on Sunday? Um, and so it, it's important to acknowledge that every Sunday is a little Easter, uh-huh. but the season of Lent is still different. So, for example, we pray that every Sunday, just about every Sunday, we sing the Gloria at Mass, this beautiful hymn of praise. To God. Or the Alleluia's. Uh, or the word Alleluia, right? We don't say that during Lent. No we Gloria, no Alleluia. Right. So it's it's a little Easter, but it's it's subdued because it's the season of Lent. So I would say if you've given up chocolate soda. Which you shouldn't. Or whatever you've you've given up, that when if it's a it's if it's a virtuous activity, as I think I said this last year, like if you if you gave up swearing, you don't say, Yeah, it's Sunday. <laughs> I can a string of profanity. Now I can this tell everybody to whatever, whatever um, I want. <laughs> so, but but to acknowledge that it is a little a little Easter is uh-huh. to is to to have that. And there's two ways to look at it. You can just keep your fast going, whatever it is you've given up for Lent, or to to recognize that it's a little Easter. Have a have a little bit of it. Don't go over the top, mm-hmm. and then carry on. So forty days is is biblical. All right. right. Uh, the time between Ash Wednesday and Easter is a little bit longer than 40 days, but 40 days is biblical, and 46 yeah. is not. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was okay, like so, when you go to boot camp, they say, like, it's going to be eight weeks, and it's really like nine, because there's like this in-processing time, and they don't count that. <laughs> you know, like, hey, the, wait a minute. The days after Ash Wednesday are simply called the Thursday after Ash Wednesday. Yes. The Friday after Ash Wednesday. Yeah, it's not the, the sat- first week of Lent. <laughs> the yeah. Saturday. Bonus. Yeah. Bonus time. Bonus time for fasting and penance. Okay, why does it start on a Wednesday? These are questions people have, have asked. Okay, I don't know. Go ahead. Tell I don't me. know. I have no idea. Why ashes? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Why, uh, <laughs> why ashes? Oh, I got an answer for that. too hard. I got an uh, answer why, for that. Why, why ashes? Okay, so ashes. So explain to non-Catholics. What happens at Ash Wednesday, Max? Ash Wednesday, you show up. 
and you hear a couple words. Like so it's like regular mass, but then after the gospel and the homily, there is ashes distributed across people's foreheads. And so you come up to the person who's distributing ashes and they say, Remember you were dust and to dust you shall return, which is where? Where's it from, Father O'Brien? Genesis three Yes, exactly. I think it's three sixteen. Remember you were dust and to dust you shall return. So those you hear those words or you hear repent and believe in the gospel, which is the words of John the Baptist out of the Jordan. Repent. Uh, so, so then what happens next is then as they're doing that, they put ashes on your forehead as a sign of the cross uh, into this, like, this cross on your forehead. Uh, so the cross on the forehead is like the towel from the Old Testament of the righteous people or from the book of revelation, you know, he mm-hmm. looks and sees, you know, people with the number six, six, six on their forehead. And he sees people with the image of God on their forehead uh, with the cross. So those are, those two things are going on there. So, I mean, it's very, this ritual of the liturgy is super biblical. It's also, why do we use ashes? Because of where we get it from the old Testament, a sign of repentance, a sign of conversion, a sign of sorrow, a sign of mourning, uh, Job, um, the book of Daniel, Esther, uh, King David. I think King David, after his like his first son dies to Bathsheba, he covers he does that repentance. He covers himself in sackcloth and ashes. Hmm. So it was a sign of just like Job of like sitting in your in the ashes of uh, things, so that you can mourn what's going on. Okay, nice. So it's a time it's a time of mourning of sadness, like. Okay, more, I love Archbishop Chaput's definition of mourning. He says, it, the, the what was that was beautiful that w- will no longer be. Mm. Like that which was really, really awesome, that was beautiful, that no longer exists, that will no longer be. Like somebody's life. You, they, like they existed, it was beautiful, but it's no more. And so when we're saying, we're saying stuff to, uh, to God like, hey, I love, the, I love the prayer of the Byzantine liturgy. Tell me. Uh, it says the, the Lenten prayer of St. Ephraim the Syrian. He says, O Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of sloth, despair, lust of power, and idle talk. Give me rather the spirit of chastity and humility, patience and love to thy servant. Yea, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own transgressions, not to judge my brother, for blessed art thou unto ages of ages. Amen. So we're saying goodbye is. to stuff. Yep. Lord, take this stuff away. Yeah? Yep. Okay. That may have been good for a period of time, at least when I thought I was being trying to be a saint. But now I know that I don't want that. The first reading, I think, is from the prophet Joel. I think that's every year, right? Yeah. Return, you know, return to me. With your whole heart. With your whole heart. With fasting. Put aside, yeah. Put aside the, all those things that you feel like you're attached to. Yeah. I, I love the call, the call, like the opening prayer. It says, as we begin this oh, yeah. what is it? Campaign, campaign of, of Christian, Christian service. service. <gasps> like, it's, you're going out into battle. Yeah. Like, if we treat Lent as just as like, hey, I'm going to give up soda pop. Uh, I'm going to do these things. It's like, no, we're on a campaign of Christian service to not only... Ask the Lord Jesus, his holy life-giving spirit and the Father to destroy in us what is yeah, not of heaven. Us. To yeah. purify us. But also, remember that second part of that is like, how am I loving my neighbor? Yeah. 
So that's where your prayer and fasting and almsgiving all all directed towards love of God and love of neighbor. My neighbor. I love it. I love it. Okay, why uh, Lent is associated with usually with the color purple? Are you asking? Or are you I'm telling? asking. I'm asking. I thought maybe you were telling me. You're like, hey, the Lent. I was like, I thought this was an intervention. Like, hey, Wakulich, I noticed every year you're wearing. Why are you wearing? Why do you wear white the whole time? Why are you wearing white with you know? So drop uh, buttons. so purple traditionally jump in here, but is is a is a is a color of penance. So for a penitential season such as Lent, uh-huh. uh huh, we wear purple. Agree. Where does that come from? Where does purple come? I mean, where does uh, that where does purple come well, from? Well, <laughs> in the dye shops of China, mostly. Uh, the no, no, no. The so I get, so what? What my history lesson was always that the the purple dye always was very expensive to produce, and it was required to like it came from some deep sea fish. I didn't look this up. Uh, some like conch shell sort of thing, and they extracted the purple out of it and then took the white and made it purple. It was like some ink that came from this creature. That mm, the, the And there was one purple garment, and it was reserved for the high priest in the temple. And, and it's an interesting, like, th- the Roman centurions, how did they get that purple garment? And it's they kept it. They like they kept it secure in the praetorium, and would not would hand it out to the Jewish high priest only under certain circumstances. And so, what did they do? They dressed Jesus in that purple garment after he yes. was scourged. Yep. They mocked him. Uh, they put that crown of thorns on him. Interesting. He had two on that day. He had two pieces of clothing that were directly connected to the high priest. The purple garment but also the seamless tunic woven mm. from bottom to top. It's interesting, like, mm-hmm. like the, it's mentioned in the gospel that Jesus is wearing the seamless garment woven from bottom to top in one piece, and they chose not to tear it. The only other person that would wear that is the high priest in the temple. So There it is. Purple. Jesus is the high priest, and most people don't think of him as a high so priest. So purple is a penitential color uh, that we will wear throughout Lent, which then will give way then to the 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 bright white of the resurrection mm-hmm. when it's all over. So it's a kind of a you know in, in liturgical colors in the Catholic Church, we take those very seriously. So you you would know you know based on what is the priest and deacon wearing, right? Will, will is kind of determinative of of what kind of of what kind of day it is. Yeah. Okay. So all right. So stuff um, in your church. So al- and no flowers. There's no flowers so in the church. So can I eat alligator? Dude, no. If you're asking that question, there's already a problem. Oh my and, the, and the problem is... I'm feeling judged. It's I Okay, hey, I don't want to go here, but... They have I, alligator, the alligator at the Cafe 33 in Perkins. They also probably have it at... What's that restaurant in Stillwater down on Main Street? Bordeaux's Cafe? Oh, yeah, the what's, Bayou Bistro. The, the Bayou Bistro. They probably... I think they have alligator bites there at the Bayou Bistro. I'm trying out. Okay, well, there's our advertising. So here's what the U.S. <laughs> we bishops We just plugged say. two restaurants. Here's what the U.S. bishops say. <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, abstinence laws consider that meat comes only from animals such as chickens, cows, sheep, or pigs, okay. all of which live on land. Birds are also considered meat. So we had somebody who asked, you know, is just chick is chicken? Meat. What about ducks? Ducks don't live on land; they live on water. Uh, birds are considered meat. 
Okay, says got the it. U.S. bishops. Abstinence <laughs> does not include meat juices and liquid foods made from meat. Thus, such foods as chicken broth, soups cooked or flavored with meat, meat gravies or sauces, as well as seasonings or condiments made from animal fat are technically not forbidden. What? However, moral theologians have traditionally taught that we should abstain from all animal-derived products. Animal-derived products. Got it. Fish are a different category of animal. Salt and freshwater species of fish, amphibians, reptiles, and cold-blooded animals and shellfish are permitted. Wait, 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 wait. What about dinosaurs? That's what an alligator is. It, I didn't hear the word dinosaur. So is, is it, so is an alligator okay? Alligator's okay. Snake? Okay. Okay. Beaver? Not okay. Not okay. Why not? It's, it's an animal. Okay. It's it's a So the place in St. Louis that is currently doing this, and it says their T-shirts say, it's okay for Lent. We're bringing beaver back to Lent. No, dum-dums. Stop doing that. You're judgy. <laughs> I am. I'm on a, kicking my soapbox out of the way today. Okay, but alligator, your brother, is right. Um, so Father Kelly Edwards of uh, of Weatherford. Huh? Uh, St. Eugene. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's in the Archdiocese. St. Eugene's of Weatherford in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. He asked, am I supposed to like Lent? <laughs> so you run into people. I mean, So this is, I think, I, I mean, sometimes people get in a bad mood during Lent. And sometimes it's because they're giving something up that they're very used to and comfortable with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, caffeine will make you, lack of caffeine can make you kind of grumpy. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, I mean, I know guys in seminary like who would, like for Lent, would like sleep on the floor and not in their bed. And so uh, they would, you know, they'd be kind of grumpy because they didn't get as good a night's sleep as they normally would. So you're saying grumpiness is part of Lent. Wow, Father no, O'Brien. So I'm Golly. So I'm asking. Oh, you're asking. Because um, what I think sometimes people associate like, like Lent, Lent equals like no fun ever. Lent equals you must like s- stomp out all joy from... Right. from any person. And I think what the gospels would say is especially like if you're like if you're in prayer or fasting that you do it in in private and that it really not be known by other people. So I would encourage, you know, unless it's for an accountability standpoint like hey during Lent I'm going to give up. So I might tell you, right, you I, we live in the same house, right? Okay. I might tell you if there are certain foods that I'm going to give up. Okay. So then when you go to the store don't get you turducken again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't don't like put you know put sort of temptation near me. But um, but otherwise, like whatever you're giving up for Lent, basically, I think we would say like to keep it to yourself. Um, if you're if you're taking on extra charitable giving, if you're taking on mm-hmm. some act of of good work, you're gonna you're right. gonna spend more time at our daily bread, and you're gonna reach out Catholic to charities and you're gonna reach out to somebody who's you know your neighbor who you don't really like that much or. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> you know, keep it to yourself and just let that be between you and the Lord. And ultimately you'll be you'll be better for it that you kept it right. to yourself. And don't let your penance become everybody else's penance. Yes. Okay, so this that's where yeah, that's where like people who are who are grumpy because they They gave up coffee cold get, turkey. Right. Uh the my best buddy, uh, he called me one day, we were chatting on the phone. This is five, six years ago, and he said, and I quote my wife gave up chocolate for Lent, and I think I'm gonna have to start sleeping in my body armor because <laughs> he like he had all his military gear in the basement. He's like, I think I'm gonna sleep in the basement in my body armor because she gets cranky. So don't let 
don't let that's a good, that's a good, Lent that's a good point. become. Don't let your penance. Yeah, you don't be let everybody, your, everybody else's penance. Okay, why don't we say so? Alleluia. We don't do the Alleluia. We don't do the Gloria. Correct. During Lent, um, we're even. So I mean, even like in the liturgy, we were fasting. There's a there's a that that word Alleluia, which we say all throughout the rest of the year. Alleluia. We we don't do it. We don't That's say correct. it during Lent. It's a, so we're even even li- kind of liturgically fasting. But then well, this is the beautiful part, and that is when like when the Easter vigil comes the night before Easter, and we get to speak, we get to sing the word Alleluia for the first time. Um, it's glorious because you you miss it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree. And so it makes us, I think, better appreciate our Lord's resurrection that we might otherwise take for granted. Correct. Yeah? Yeah, we have to, in a way, I think, force ourselves to remind, to force ourselves to remember these things, to remind ourselves of them by like a season to not do this, even even a season of not celebrating. I love it. I, I yeah. really. No, I, have to, yeah, because you can't. You can't. If you just have it all the time, then yeah, then you lose. You 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 lose appreciation. Correct. Of it, of the event, the central event of our lives, which is the resurrection of the Lord. Now, uh, at, at Saint Francis Xavier on March 11th, we're going to be celebrating the second anniversary of the dedication of our church. March 11th, in our church, that's where that's actually a solemnity. Ooh. Just oh, wait, well, wait. What day is the week? Is it uh, this year? It's a Wednesday. Okay. So it's actually you have to sing the Gloria, right? So there are these kind of little exceptions. Saint Joseph. Yes, there are these little exceptions. Um, yeah, March nineteenth. Not Saint Patrick. But not for Saint Patrick. That's just a, I think, a memorial. There are these little exceptions along the way where we sort of get a little reprieve from from Lent uh, to sing the Gloria. Um, so every year, I mean, March 11th, I think March 11th is going to be during Lent every year. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah, that was, we, we chose well in, in, our, <laughs> in, our, in our, de- our dedication day. Um, how do we get the—how do we know when Easter is? First full moon after the spring equinox, isn't it? So for, first Sunday after the first full moon after, after the, the spring, spring equinox. equinox. Which is the same as Passover. Yeah. Yeah, it all it all coincides yeah. together. So if anyone's like, well, "Why is why is Easter so late this year?" It's not the it's not Pope Francis like, <laughs> "No, let's move it back a week." Uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 set. You can look up. You can Google. I actually googled it one time. Like you can look up the date of Easter in the year like twenty three forty six. It's the same, and it's gonna be. We already know. The Sunday we know it's gonna the, be the first the sun first Sunday after the first full moon, after the spring equinox, right with Passover. And then you work backwards from there, and that's how you get the date of Ash Wednesday. It's actually how you get the date of lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's a, a little important distinction. Okay. Um, well, okay, recommendations for people to to abstain from things during Yeah, Lent. do something hard. I'm just going to say it. Do, so, do something hard. Um, I, I got up things you don't really like right. anyway is lame. Yeah. A, a couple things I got. Well, we have our Exodus 90 men's groups. Yes. We have about 10 of those things and about oh, about 50 guys going through it right now. I think we have six in my group. A couple things. One, uh, I tell people don't take cold showers. We take lukewarm four-minute showers and dudes like 
you know, first thing you do in the morning is make your bed. Like as, as soon as you get out of it, make your bed. Like put it all together, accomplish something, do something really awesome. That Navy chief that gave that talk at a college I a few years I ago, he said, first thing you do is just make your bed. And so maybe next thing you do is pray the Our Father. Uh, maybe go silent for a couple of weeks. Uh, you could also just go, some people go vegetarian. Some people go vegan during yep. the season of Lent. Yep. Uh, also, um, giving up giving up alcohol if that is um, something that you want to abstain from. So to so to celebrate it, like we brew a beer every year uh, for the season of Easter. We did it at TU. We did it oh, at OSU. Nice. Yeah, just to brew a beer, and we also have a big festivity of uh, of pork on Easter Sunday. How about the idea of taking things on? We would say. That's that's another part of that can be lent, giving something up, yeah, um, but also taking something on, and that is some some charitable action to look at the the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Uh-huh. Um, Google that and and see what's there, and do something hard. Visit the imprisoned. Clean out your closet and clothe the naked. Yeah, yeah. Feed the feed the hungry. Um, you know, counsel the doubtful and. You know, yeah, there's, there's a whole look, look that up. Look up the corporal and spiritual works of mercy and pick something out for yourself. And then also, if you're a mom or dad, um, what could be something you do as a family? We're going to give this up as a family. So, as a Catholic church, we give up meat on Fridays, right? It's not that hard. Um, what about you as a family? Uh, could we all do something agree. together as a family? And that's how you have uh, that's how you have a great Lent. Yes. So we hope you we answered. A lot of your questions, maybe not all. There's some good resources out on the internet. Um, Find your local uh, parish and go to Ash Wednesday Mass. Ash Wednesday Mass. So uh, give us your Mass times real quick. Go. 12, 15, 5, and 9 p.m. And at St. Francis Xavier, 7 a.m., 12, 10, 5, 30, 7, 30 in Spanish uh, on Wednesday, February 26th. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great night. Pray for us. God bless you.